Welcome to another inspirational message from the lead pastor of North Hills Church, Doug Green. It is our prayer that you are strengthened and encouraged by this message. Now prepare your hearts to hear from God today. We want to um, welcome you to North Hills Church. Obviously, the world is not as it was just a few weeks ago. And I will tell you that I have gone all over the board trying to make a decision with the wisdom of others, especially um, how it changed from Thursday morning to Thursday night to Friday morning. And as we've watched um, a world that is gripped in fear, I read the newspaper every single day. That's what I do. That's how I get my information about the world. And I have to choose how to filter through the newspaper. But I've noticed um, that all the announcements, especially in today's Sunday's paper, it's like nine pages of news about cancellations. I've noticed that all of them include the phrase, because of the fear of. Fear is very much a part of the reality of the world in which we live. And so we uh, do not want to be people who live in fear. Would you read with me the most familiar psalm in the Bible, one that is typically read at funerals, but one that speaks directly to the crisis we're in today? Psalm 23, and I've put it on the screen in the King James Version, at least the new King James Version, and um, the verbs do not end with TH, they end with the way we end verbs, but I love this psalm, and I'm inviting you to read it with me. Let's read it together. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures, He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup runs over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. This last week, um, part of the plan, I accompanied Dave Gable to a meeting held in a national park nearby, one that I had never been to, even though I've lived the vast majority of my life in California. And I'm going to assume that the vast majority of you have never been there. It's a very interesting place. And if you're ever going to go, this is the time of year to do it. It's called Death Valley National Park. It's about four hours from here, assuming that you're not going to hit any kind of traffic. (laughs) Death Valley National Park, the name was established interestingly enough, 
1849, a very significant year in California. As some settlers got caught in there, and um, they thought for sure that that was going to be their grave. For what we know from history, only one of the settlers died. But as some young men came and rescued them and led them to safety and got them out of the valley to a high mountaintop, one of the men turned around and said, Goodbye, Death Valley. And that name has stuck with that region of California ever since. Death Valley. They celebrate that in the gift store because you can buy plenty of t-shirts and the like with pictures of skeletons next to the name Death Valley. The psalmist writes to us today and wants to tell us that we don't have to fear evil because he is with us. The Psalm 23 is written in three stanzas. It's a poem. There's the first three verses, there's the last three verses, and the middle stanza, sort of the lowest emotional part of the psalm, is only one verse. It's verse 4. And today I'd like to talk to you about verse 4. The second, the middle stanza. And I want to talk to you in the same way I would talk to those who are being comforted with grief, needing the comfort of the Holy Spirit, those who are going through a difficult time. But I want to talk to you in terms of how this addresses the issues that our nation, our state, and our community are facing. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, it's interesting that David would use the word valley. It's an interesting metaphor for this extreme time that you will face as a family, that those will face when you're no longer here. It's a valley. It's a low point. He doesn't call it a raging sea. He says it's a valley. A valley is the lowest point, a point of deep emotion, and David says, when you're facing fear, death, and evil, sometimes it feels like you're in a valley. Interesting thing about a valley is, although it's low, it's always going to be surrounded by mountains. And in fact, Death Valley represents the lowest place in the continental United States. It's the eighth lowest place in uh, the world. And yet, it's right next to a mountain that's the highest place in the continental United States. Do you know the mountain in California? Mount Whitney. Here, the promise of the valley is that you will one day get out of it. There are high places where you'll be able to get and be able to look back and see how God was with you. He says, the valley of the shadow of death. I think this is very fascinating, that David would compare death to a shadow. Remember Peter Pan? Trying to hang on to his 
shadow? David says death is a shadow. Whereas um, in the ancient writings, they compare death to a chamber, to a gate. David downgrades it all the way to a shadow. But you know the good thing about a shadow? And may this speak to where we are today. The good thing about a shadow? Number one, I mean, I've been paying attention to my shadow my entire life. Number one, it's always temporary. <laughs> it, it, it doesn't stay there for long. Because eventually, the shadow goes away with the changing of the second profound thing, which it has to require light. There's no way that there can be a shadow without the presence of light. Even in the valley, when we are in the valley of evil, the valley of of fear, the valley of death. It's a shadow. It's a temporal thing. And you know what? It's not just a temporal thing, but it always tells us that there is light with us, even in the lowest of points. The good shepherd who is also the light of the world, is with you in the valley of the shadow of death. Powerful. Go back to the beginning of the sentence, David says, Yea, though I walk. When you're in a low place, in a difficult place, in a place where things are crazy, and I'm not just talking about where we are as a nation, I'm talking about difficult times in general. Here in Orange County, we like to not just run, but we like to sprint. We like to drive as fast as legally possible. We like to get to the next place as quickly as possible. It's hard to slow down. But let me tell you, in a deep place of despair, the appropriate pace is to be grateful to the Lord that you can just walk. Slow down. Pay attention to what God is doing and let Him heal you. Let Him help you. Let Him be with you. Yea, though I walk. My favorite part of this is the preposition. You know what the preposition is? Remember that? The preposition is through. <laughs> David says, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. Through. He doesn't say I'm going to walk in it. I'm going to walk into it. I'm not going to walk around it, which is what most of us want to do. Just skip it all together. David says we're going to walk through it, which means that it will end. It will pass. The valley of the shadow of death is not forever. We are going to walk through it. But the best news of all is the end of the, is the, end of the stanza. Uh, I will fear no evil. Why so? For you are with me. As you're walking through the valley of the shadow of death, you're walking with the presence of light and the presence of the one who can give you the strength and the wisdom to know how to proceed. For you are with me. Check it out. Look at this great imagery. Your rod, that's wisdom, protection. 
your staff, they comfort me, which is exactly what you need in a time that is low and crazy. Sounds to me a lot like what Jesus would say in the final chapter of Matthew. He'll say, all authority in heaven is given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples, teaching them all I command you, baptizing them in, in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And then what does he end it with? And I will be with you until the end of the age. Fear. It's a big deal. Everybody's talking about it. It's creeping into our homes, creeping into our Costco's, creeping into every single part of our lives. Everybody is freaked out. Just a humorous tip, by the way, I went to Costco at almost 5 o'clock yesterday and there were no lines. Don't buy into the fact that you got to get there early. They don't have toilet paper anyway. Don't worry about it. <laughs> For you are with me, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You have the presence of God with you. I mean, the most profound thing I can say to you today is you don't have... You're not going to be able to not fear evil. There's a lot of negatives there. You're going to be able to not fear evil, not because you're strong, because you try harder, because, you know, you've got a great head on your shoulders. You're not going to be able to not fear evil because he is with you. And when you have the power of God on your side, you do not need to fear the schemes of the enemy. Do I believe that a virus is like a terrorist organization? Absolutely. Does it cause terror in our lives? Absolutely. Is God still in control? Is he on the throne? Absolutely. Does he want us to be wise and pay attention to how we live? Sure he does. But he doesn't want you to fear evil because he's with you. He's not afraid. He's already defeated evil. We're going to sing about it in just a minute. And because he has defeated evil, you do not need to fear. He's with you. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. There's Death Valley, place of fear. They thought they were going to die there. And then there's the valley of the shadow of death. That's a place, even though it's hard, where God's going to be with you. You know, 2019 is about as difficult of a year as it could possibly have been for our family. <laughs> I, I'm... I'm just going to remind you that on the final day of the year and the final hours, I slipped in the beach and hit my head and thought I died. And I thought, what a great way to end a year. <laughs> but the very first month of the year, 
my dad after a car accident and really trying his hardest for two and a half years to live without my mom walked into the presence of eternity. And it's tough, as many of you already know, to realize that you're the last generation, the oldest generation. And that's what I sort of came home with his flag from Missouri. It's in my office, recognizing that I miss him. They were always there, and they're gone. The valley of the shadow of death, it's just temporary. They're with him in ways that we will be too one day. There were things that disappointed us and hurt us throughout the year, just like every other family. And as you know, the bookend in December, our house was destroyed by fire. But even though I walk to the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. The president of our college passed away a couple weeks ago, and the football coach preached the sermon at his funeral. And I just thought this was brilliant, and I give it to you to comfort you. He used the same text that we've been using in response to our house. Job chapter 1. Remember? Naked I came from my mother's womb, naked I will return. The Lord gives and the Lord takes away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. He said, you know, I don't believe that cancer takes somebody. I don't believe a car accident take somebody like God's up there arranging traffic. I don't believe that a stroke takes somebody. But what I believe is that the good shepherd, when the time has come, comes down and finds his saints, his sheep. He takes them by the hand and he takes them home. We don't lose our loved ones and our own lives to the threat of evil. It's the Lord who gives and the Lord who takes us home. And when we know that, we can say, Blessed be the name of the Lord. Amen. So Lord, as we walk through the valley of the shadow of death, we're not going to fear. Would you give us the strength to proceed in the days ahead? Help us, Lord, to not be afraid. Come and be with us in this place, in this time in history. May the world see that we're not afraid. We're not filled with fear. And may you, Lord, help us to let you be with us and to walk us through even the toughest times, the lowest points. We pray this in the name of Jesus. Amen. I'm going to have um, you come and a bunch of you who just feel led. And over the next few minutes, we're going to pray. Here's how we're going to pray. We're going to pray for our world. And when that's done, we're going to pray for our national, our state, and our local leaders. 
I love that national leaders all around the world are recognizing we're in a fix and they're calling upon people to pray. The President of the United States, Donald Trump, has made today a national day of prayer. And uh, we, we are grateful that uh, we can still do that. And so wherever you are, if you're joining us online or you're home watching us, let's pray for our nation, let's pray for our state, let's pray for our local leaders. Let's pray for our church. Uh, there's a lot of things to be afraid of. Are we going to run out of resources? Are we going to have to close down? Um, let's pray for our church. God has a purpose for us. May we figure it out. This is a week where we're going to be looking to Him for what to do. And let's pray for our community. May this be a time where we are led to uh, do things in ways that uh, we've never done before to reach those who don't know Him. May we be agents of His grace. I'm going to ask those of you who would be willing to pray for our world. Marla, could you start us off? And specifically, you know, would you pray for missionaries? They're in places that aren't as organized as we are, perhaps. And would you pray for the world? Could I get some, another person to come pray for the world? And over here, begin to line up if you want to pray for our national, state, and local leaders. I'd love men to pray, women, young, old, just line up. And uh, this is probably not the time to, uh, you know, pray super long, leave space for others to pray. Would you begin to line up and to pray for those who, uh, um, those who uh, need prayer? I've put this at a space where it'll pick you up. Um, <laughs> wherever you are, you don't need to necessarily touch it. So Marla, would you lead us off and come on up? begin to line up and, uh, uh, so that we can just move these prayers along. You at home, don't just watch. Would you pray with us? You in the audience, don't just watch, but would you pray with us? Come on, line up, be ready to pray. Father, in a time that looks like panic you, and pandemic, Father, we know that you are in the eye of the storm. You are our Thank peace. You, you have comforted us. You call us to that centering in you that brings peace, not to reach out into the storm and, and the uncertainty, but to look into the eyes of Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. I pray, Lord, for all those around the world who are without hope, who feel helpless, who feel the panic. Lord, we have the hope in Jesus. And Lord Jesus, as we look into your eyes, let us be the hope of the world. Be with our missionaries who are in lockdown in Italy, in Germany, in France, in China, in different places around the world, Lord, with every last one of them. Lift them up with encouragement and hope for the world that only you can give. Father, it is amazing to me that you call us to our knees, that you call us to prayer, that you call us to solitude and silence with you every day of our lives, and yet we wait on government leaders to shut us down. And since they have, 
Father, let this be the call for each one of us that claim the name of Christ to come to the cross and to lift up a hurting and dying world. Use this time, Jesus. May your love be shed abroad in our hearts and throughout this world, Lord Jesus. Bring many to you because of the light of truth that penetrates the darkness of fear and panic. We rest in the solace and the peace and the assurance and the truth of Jesus Christ and your great love for us. Thank Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I'll hold it. You pray. Um, Can I I do it? Can I pray? Pray for you. What would you like me to pray for? Um, the community. The community? Okay. You stay right here. When we come to that point, I'm going to come here and stand with you, and we're going to pray for the community. Okay. Would you like that? Awesome. Love it. Father, I'm so thankful that uh, first of all for an incredible encouraging word today and reminder that you have not given us a spirit of fear but of love and power and um, as Marla prayed we are mindful God of a a lost world that we are a part of but I'm thankful and as I was thinking back just um, a few years ago to 9-11 that in the midst of this devastating crisis that it raises great faith questions and that people um, feel like things are out of control. And as people, we like to be people that are in control and that we can fix things, but when things get out of control, Father, that many times our eyes look upward. And I'm praying that's what can happen during this crisis around the world where people don't have answers and don't know exactly what to do, that we are mindful that, God, you rush in to encourage and that certainly that you, um, God, love this world. You're not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance and to the knowledge of the truth. And so in the midst of, God, what you're doing, we pray that a huge part of that is that people would say that I need God in my life and that uh, they would turn to you in droves during this time to find peace and comfort and solace. And that, Father, there might even be a revival that would come out of the brokenness of our world and that out of, God, there might be beauty that would come from ashes and that you would be made manifest in a a world that is so in need of change and encouragement. So, Father, while we're not thankful, obviously, for this crisis, that we know in the midst of every crisis there is danger, but there's also opportunity. And so, God, this is your opportunity to show up and show off. And we pray, God, that uh, you would do that in miraculous and mighty ways around our world. I pray in Jesus' name. Before we move on, could you, just, could you just pray out loud right now? Why don't you go ahead and stand? Uh, get your body into it. Would you begin to just pray for our national, state, and local leaders? Begin to pray out loud. Pray for them by name. Pray for your city. Pray for the state of California. Pray for our president that he'll have wisdom.
Evelyn, lead us as we pray for our nation. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Oh, Father God. Almighty God, thank you. Thank you for this. Thank you, Lord, that no matter what happens, you don't just leave us alone. You're right here with us, Lord, and you love us so much. You love us so much. Thank you, Lord. And you want to take care of us, and you want to pull us in close to you, Father, and wrap us up and love us, Lord, in only a way that you can, in only a way that you can. And, Lord, this fear, we know, we don't have to be afraid of fear that every one of us that walked in here today, Lord, that we punched the devil right in the eye, that we showed him we're not afraid, and we're not going to let him hold us back, Lord. We're not going to let him... Keep us from loving you and praising you and worshiping you and showing the world, Lord, showing the world. You didn't leave us. You're here with us. And when the dust clears, Lord, and when it settles, you're going to be standing on the throne. You're going to be here loving us still, Lord. When no matter what happens, you're going to be here. And Lord, I thank you for that. I thank you. And Lord, I ask your blessings on our president, Lord. Donald Trump, yeah. our president, Lord, get a hold of him and just guide his thoughts, Lord. Yeah. Settle him. Guide his thoughts, yeah. his heart. Just squeeze his heart, Lord. Squeeze all the stuff out, just like Pastor showed us with the olives, Lord. Squeeze his heart, Lord, and let yeah. him just have a compassion for all of us and yeah. know what the right thing to do Thank is, you, Lord. Lord. Yeah. To know what the right thing to do is. And to do it in a way that's pleasing to you, Lord. And let the world see that. Let the world see that. That our president is looking to you for guidance. We don't know what to do with this. We don't know. This is bigger than us. This is above our pay grade, Lord. But not for you. This is nothing for you. It's nothing, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Above it all, Lord, I want us to just keep praising you. And just like you say, Lord, sometimes you you just got to stand. You just got to stand. Help us to be the calm in the storm, Lord. Help people to look at this church, look at North Hills Church, our pastors, the people that love us and lead us, Lord. Help them to look to us and help us to stand. Help us to stand, Lord, and let them see that we will not be afraid and we will not run and we will not hide. That whatever comes at us, Lord, we're just going to stand and we're going to praise you you the whole way. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Can you pray for our church? And then, Jeremy, would you come up and pray for our church as well? Jesus, thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you you for this house, Lord, that you have built, that you've built it on your rock, Lord. But they do your work. We know, Lord, right now that this is just a hedge of protection all around us. We pray for North Hills, Lord. Uh, We pray for the people's finances in this church. We pray for the finances of people just throughout our whole state, Lord, that we can just, um, honestly, I just pray that we can even just keep continue to give along with all the sacrifices that we're making at work, that we can give sacrificially, that we can give to the missionaries, Lord, that the uh, folks that we're taking care of over here to the right, Lord, that you're working on, that you put them in a house of God, that they could come here still all next week. And those families whose 
count on their parents or grandparents being here, Lord, that they could still have a safe and a hedge of protection place to stay safe. And their children, Lord, why they have to grapple with this, what are they going to do with their children, Lord, to the left, Lord, that you have them protected as well. Just keep those doors open in the name of Jesus, Lord. We just pray for each person that... uh, Through no fear, Lord, just a declaration of no fear, showed up to church today, Lord, to worship you on a day of prayer. Let that just be elevated on high, Lord, as the disciples walked through towns, Lord, and were sick. They did not get sick, Lord, and Jesus healed, Lord. If there's anyone in this room right now that is uh, battling something that needs to be healed, in the name of Jesus, just heal them. Let your name just be lifted on high, Lord. We love you. We praise you. Um, Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Jeremy, pray for our church, and I think we're good in terms of uh, those who are here, so we'll end with these three, and uh, Jeremy told me he had a word for our church, and um, love it when God speaks to men of God. So this morning, I, I, had, the, uh, I had the word that um, we just need to stand up and absolute rebuke fear, not, not cower in its face, but know that this time of testing and of trial uh, is the time that our character will be judged as Christian men and women, and that we are not to be afraid, but to be reminded that we are the sons and daughters of Zion, and that we are paid for by the blood of the Holy One of God. So I just want to pray right now, Heavenly Father, Lord God, that you rebuke the power of fear. That your banner would go in front of us, Heavenly Father, Lord, and that we would see the light of Jesus Christ in front of us, Heavenly Father, and that we do not cower in the defense, Lord God, but bring and press the fight to the enemy now, Heavenly Father, Lord God. Let us stand up as men and women of character in this dark time, Lord God, and do it with with glad hearts, Heavenly Father, Lord God. Let us do it with glad hearts. Thank you, Jesus. Let us be the voice of those that are in need, Lord God. Let us stand in the gap, Heavenly Father. Lord, let us us be the reflection of your Son, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. I ask this in the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. believe that God has given me uh, a word, a few words of encouragement for us, that to remember fear is also good. We're to fear evil. We are to fear God. That this is a time where God has our, the entire world shut down. That this should be a time of true repentance that we should look to Jesus Christ, the author and finisher of our faith. He is our only hope. We're not to fear this sickness because he's given us authority over all the evil. And the word that the Lord reminded me of is in Romans 8, 11. The Spirit of God who raised Jesus from the dead lives in you. And just as God raised Christ from the dead... He will give life to your mortal bodies by this same spirit living within you. We are to be his arms and his feet, and we are to defeat fear and to be and do whatever he leads us to do. 
Do not let fear shut you down from being the light. We are the light because he's given us his light. And do not forget who we are and what the devil does. He comes to kill, steal, and destroy. Jesus is life. He says he's going to give us life more abundantly. We are not to fear death. Death means we are absent from the body and present with the Lord. So we walk and we do whatever he calls us to do in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Bill, if I could have you take your place over here. You're going to pray um, for our community in just a second. Come on, Miguel. Yeah. 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 What? Can you tackle that? Pray over, you know, the sacrifice that families are having to make and just pray over our students and our youth and our teens. Yeah, Father, I just praise you and thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Lord, it's such a confusing time. And, and Father, I ask that you just give us wisdom as we seek you. But we don't just seek instruction, Lord. We want to go deeper in our times of intimacy, Lord. Bring us to the point where we feel your heartbeat, Lord. Where we feel your presence and pour out on our students, our elderly, the young ones, Lord. Those that have compromised immune systems already, Lord. We just ask you pour a blessing out on them, Father. For this community, Lord. Give us wisdom. Give our leadership in the church, our pastors, wisdom. Pour a blessing out on them as they look out on this community and give us wisdom and guidance on how we can reach out to this community in unique ways to bring them into, Lord. We call on the God of the harvest to pour out your blessing, Lord, to raise up the workers in this time, to raise up those who are willing to speak out and share the truth, Lord. Give us boldness and courage, Lord. When people talk out in fear, let's talk out in boldness. Talk out in the truth of who Jesus is, that he has come to save the world, to shine light unto the world. Let us be the salt and the light of the earth. And let this community never look the same. But let this be a reflection of who you are, Lord. Because, Father, we don't, we know, we read in the Song of Solomon that you get excited at just a glimpse from your bride. But, Lord, we're staring at you, gazing at you. And we pour ourselves out to you, Lord, and pray for a blessing, Lord. We want to be your people. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. And now, before Bill prays, we just begin to pray for our community. We're praying for people who... Uh, don't know God, and perhaps this is going to be the vehicle where they turn to Him. Just begin to pray out loud with your voices over this community. Dear Heavenly Father, uh, 
it's been somewhere around 18 or 19 years since 9-11 happened. 9-11 was a fearful thing, but it chased a lot of people into your house. Lord, I pray that that's where they come this time, that even though church services are scattered and, and few right now, that in the coming weeks, not only do we plant ourselves stronger in you, but that others that are on the fringe, Lord, that they come in and realize who you are and what you provide. Lord, um, we just watched a movie called The Midway, and you had young men of the greatest generation that were fearful, but they stood up and they fought and they came out as victors. Lord, may we do that here. May this be a time where we can have a revival that we strengthen our own resolve and we strengthen our churches, Lord, in a way that we haven't seen in years. And I was reminded this week that, um, you know, airline flights have been canceled and schools have been canceled and so many other things have been canceled, but we haven't canceled prayer. We haven't canceled hope. Lord, we haven't canceled our relationship with you. So we just ask you to give us all the strength that we need. May your message be poured throughout this community and throughout this country. And we just ask all this in the precious name of Jesus. Amen. I just feel really led to just share, um, Pastor Doug shared on this um, up here one day about um, a person who was in the military in another country who drove a car and there was no engine in it. He was set up for failure. He was afraid to go walk to the car and try to turn it on. There was no way for it to work. And in front of a bunch of people who didn't believe, he turned on a car, drove a car that he's never driven before in a perfect half circle, and it was a miracle. But that one person had the faith to step up and say, I believe. That one person had the courage to um, stand in front of all these other people and say, I believe, God, that you're going to show up when I can't do it. And I just keep sitting there hearing that um, God has brought all of us here, and all of us can be that one light in the middle of our little communities, we all have a little group of people that we can be the light for, that we can say, I'm praying for you. I'm praying that things are going to be better. Yesterday, I had more people in my community that said, I'm praying for you, that are not people that ever usually would say that. Everybody is turning into that. So I just wanted to just put it out there that I'm hearing very strongly that God just wants all of us to be a light. And seeing all these people, I told my daughter today, we may show up and be the only ones at church. And look at how many people aren't afraid. All these people and everybody that's at home so just want to encourage you. Hey, good job. Thank you. Yeah, Thank you. that's awesome. Yeah. While you're standing and before we end with song, oh, you got something else. All right. Oh, you want to pray? Oh, okay. You pray. Would you just join her? Tell everybody your name. <laughs> My name is Kristen. Kristen. And I pray and thank God for the prayer firefighters and 
Alba, Brian, Emergency, Personnel, because I had a really bad headache January 9th. So, firefighter does plus paramedics came to check me out to see how I was doing. And I almost had to go to the hospital, but I gotta stay at home. Well, you don't have to convince me to pray a prayer blessing on our fire department. Uh, in the name of Jesus, uh, be with our emergency responders. Help them. Be with our hospital people. Be with those who are doctors and nurses and medical staff. Give them wisdom, God. Give them strength for whatever might come. And guide them in their weakness. Make them strong. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Kristen, great job. Yeah. Would you read these verses with me? And you can put your hands in the air or whatever you want to. Wherever you are, let's read these with confidence. Jesus said, Peace is what I leave with you. It is my own peace that I give you. I do not give as the world does. Do not be worried and upset. Do not be afraid. Isaiah, God says, So do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. For I am the Lord your God, who takes hold of your right hand and says to you, Do not fear. I will help you. Do not be afraid, for I myself will help you, declares the Lord, your Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel. Philippians 4, 6, Paul writes, Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. And then my favorite, Joshua 1, 9. This is a two-fister, right? <laughs> Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. <clears throat> Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. Amen. This concludes our teaching today. We hope that you have been strengthened and encouraged. For more information about North Hills Church, visit www.northhillschurch.us.